Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Wagner Dos Santos, and this is Wagner Live. In this episode, I'll be giving you a midweek check-in with commentary on the top news in marketing, advertising, branding, and business from where we left off on Wednesday, December 7th to date. And so now let's go ahead and get started. Um, first in my segment, did you hear this? Um, big news, earth shattering news, Tinder, Tinder. They, yes, they, they are now on your TV set. So if it wasn't enough for you to swipe left and right on your phone, Tinder is on Apple TV. They want to become your next party game and they launched their own TV app uh, through Apple TV and they call this, and I quote, the biggest thing to hit family night since Yahtzee. <laughs> and um, so now you uh, you can swipe left and right and, and um, meet the woman or man of your dreams with the help of your friends and family that are seated next to you or in the living room. There you go. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Zapier or Zapier, however it's pronounced, which is the business app version of what Ift does. Uh, they just released their um, 20 top 20 uh, list of the fastest growing business apps. So uh, check it out if um, if you haven't seen it already. They have based this data off of um, their algorithms and um, and what they have seen in terms of app usage through their program. And so they've compiled this list and they've uh, published this publicly for everyone. So there's some real goodies in there. Some, some apps that you may not be surprised, uh, like Slack, for example, but there are some, uh, some other apps that you may not be familiar with and it's a it's a really good list so check it out for uh their list of the 20 of the fastest growing business apps productivity apps and on to facebook so i got a lot of stuff on facebook today facebook okay uh said in a blog post on friday that it has been miscalculating more of its viewership metrics for advertisers now before you get all bent out of shape about this they didn't do it on purpose. Um, it's they say that at least they say they didn't do it on purpose, but they say there's some discrepancy in their system that they're working on that has been providing false metric numbers to their advertisers. And this has been the case with um, video views, uh, likes and shares. They're working on it. Um, they said that um, that they recently acquired this company called CrowdTangle, which is a tool uh, that's used by media outlets to measure how stories are shared across Facebook and other networks. And it's possible that uh, with the integration of CrowdTangle, they'll resolve some of this and there'll be improvements. But there has been some discrepancies, so I would be uh, very cautious with uh, especially if you're an agency and and working on behalf of clients, giving that information out to uh, to clients. Um, yesterday, uh, also Facebook Live aired its first 360 degree live stream 
with um, National Geographic. And um, this was reported by Marketing Land, and they said that the video documented uh, crew members emerging back into the real world after 80 days in the Mars Desert Research Station uh, facility in Utah. So interesting stuff. And keep that in mind in terms of Facebook Live because we're going to talk about uh, some stuff there which is related to why I'm on YouTube Live and not Facebook Live. Uh, that'll, come in toward, that, that'll, that'll come up at the end of the program. Uh, Facebook is also looking to hire a media veteran to help it rethink news. And uh, a post called um, Head of News Partnerships, um, this was a, a post that uh, was listed for someone that has more than 20 years of experience in the news to be the public-facing voice of Facebook and its role in the news ecosystem. So not a surprise with what's happened with the fake news controversy and Facebook uh, understanding that the news that they make available to their followers and to their users that um, people take people take the news very seriously and uh, and sometimes unfortunately they're not fact check checking the news they believe that anything coming out of Facebook is a reliable source so uh, some of us know better that you don't always believe everything that you read but nonetheless Facebook wants to be um, a platform that's reputable and that you can trust. So uh, this is a sign of them moving toward that direction. And um, also uh, with respect to Instagram, uh, they opened up their live video broadcasting feature. So this just happened a few days ago and they rolled it out to all US users and um, it's uh, it's been exciting to see and use. Some people have really liked it. Some people were eh about it. But the live video feature really is nothing too groundbreaking because it looks very much like Periscope, and uh, with the difference that it won't be retaining your live uh, video content after you're done. It's gone. So it's only there in the moment for someone that's tuning in to watch you live, but they're not storing any of that content and then it's gone. So that's a little different and it may encourage people to produce different kinds of live content without the, um, without the notion that there'll be any kind of replay viewers. So I, I would imagine that uh, that might change the game a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, on to Twitter. So Twitter is phasing out, if anybody's ever used this tool for advertising or even organically, uh, the lead generation ads, um, they're phasing that out. And uh, they're phasing it out because um, they, they got some pushback on the fact that it requested personal information. And um, so that tool will no longer be there. It's a shame because it was an interesting um, ad unit that you could also push out organically if you knew the tricks. And it allowed people to click a call to action right on Twitter and it would capture their email address and other information. So, and then you could download it as a CSV file and then upload it into your database. Unfortunately, that's no longer gonna be available. And also, t Twitter is not surprisingly losing traction with m publishers. And uh, this is in the shadow of Facebook and all other social uh, media 
networks out there. And this came from a recent Digiday report. They said that Twitter is getting less attention as social publishing is becoming a zero-sum game. And, um, you know, we're seeing that brands are also shifting focus from Twitter, but uh, they're not completely abandoning Twitter yet. And what I mean by that is that um, there's so many other platforms out there, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Pinterest, um, the list goes on. And brands are finding greater success in publishing content through some of these other platforms than on Twitter. And Twitter, where, where Twitter is becoming very useful or has been very useful for brands, has been in the area of customer service and being able to um, have immediate connection and communication to provide customer service back and forth or to receive feedback from customers to improve their their product or service and twitter has really been positioning themselves over the last few years as a news source more than a social network so the future may be much more focused for them on being a news outlet and perhaps a, an area for brands to conduct some customer service but i would love to see and i've heard other people say the same thing if Twitter would just own the video space with Periscope and just become Twitter Live. Um, love to hear what you guys think about that and if you agree, but it seems like that would be uh, Twitter's best direction to go moving forward for success is just to bring Periscope completely into the Twitter brand and become Twitter Live and then use the platform and all that it has available um, to really create a very interesting live streaming service with uh, uh, with its ability for 140 character chats. Um, and then, um, yeah, I think that's it for Twitter. So um, I want to move on to the last word. And the last word today is going to be about live streaming. So as I hinted earlier, um, first, Amazon is looking to create its own competitor to cable TV and it's going to be entering a uh, a highly um, a highly competitive space and um, they're creating this uh, this streaming service um, through Amazon probably over the next few months and um, it's kind of the opening to what I want to talk about um, you know direct TV now has also come into the space to compete with platforms like sling TV and others that are out there that are providing your traditional TV content into a, a streaming platform. The cord cutters, the cord nevers, those that just don't want to pay for a cable service, we're seeing more and more of those moving now to live streaming. And um, interestingly enough, and I'd be curious to hear what you guys think, and you can um, let me know here live or on hashtag Wagner Live, you know, where live streaming is going. We have your very professional networks that are, and, and Hollywood uh, production companies that are producing high level content. And now looking into streaming that content as opposed to using the traditional platforms. But we also have a lot of independent live stream streamers out there that are like your the Young Turks, for example, um, and uh, you know the um, 
I think it's the Gamers Network, right? And um, there's there's a lot of platforms out there that are not all slick and professional, and uh, just like this, you know, just like this live video um, program, but it's producing content at a very real, honest, sincere level to an audience that's interested. The question is, are platforms going to support that? Now, Facebook, the reason why I moved the program off of Facebook Live permanently is because Facebook seems to have um, either blocked or no longer accepted streams from certain applications. There are third-party applications that many content producers use out there. Um, there's an open source application that I use, but uh, there's also some other web-based applications. And those streams are now, it seems like they're not connecting anymore. And Facebook hasn't really put any message out there. But one look at their live map, and you'll see that the content that they are showing and displaying isn't every single live broadcast that's, that's, that's there. Um, it seems that they're filtering the live feeds to what they want their users to see. And what it seems that they want their users to see is um, either very high level professional content like from a CNN or another news source or entertainment source, or then at the very bottom, which is, uh, and I don't mean the very bottom, but from one extreme to another, you either have the very high produced or just the ordinary person on their phone, um, just uh, talking to people, kind of, kind of like how Periscope started and how it even still is. Um, people just with no agenda other than hanging out with people and speaking nonsense or or talking about something that they're interested in. It seems that that's where they want to go. And if you look at some of the Facebook Live commercial spots. Their commercial spots are all around people just hanging out and, and goofing off and sharing moments on Facebook Live. They're not showing independent producers uh, streaming content. So this is very speculative and uh, I don't have uh, any facts to base this on, but just based on what I've seen so far, it, it appears that Facebook Live is making a move to where they would prefer to have that kind of content, the either high level streams that they can control that they have partnerships with, or the average person who just wants to hang out and have fun. That's what they want to push. And they're really not um, interested in having independent producers. However, that being said, Periscope uh, recently introduced Periscope producer, and it seems very clear by them offering that tool that they're really looking for independent producers of content to come in and put shows together. So that's very encouraging. And everything with YouTube Live also seems to point in that direction. So uh, my decision has been to move um, most of my shows to either YouTube Live or Periscope. And uh, the only show that still doesn't have a home yet is Wagner Live Interviews. Um, I don't have an interview on the books just yet, but when I do, um, I better have a solution for that. So be curious if you guys have any opinion on that, on where uh, Wagner Live Interview needs to go. But I'm looking for a good platform where we can do a, a split one-on-one face-to-face um, -on -one, uh, -face or video-to-video -video, uh, interview. So that will be um, that will be the next uh, 
the next bit of news as far as uh, a move and it quite possibly could be um I could use one of the two platforms, YouTube Live or Periscope, and not introduce a third. But that's something I'm going to be working on. But, but yeah, live streaming uh, definitely is evolving. It's uh, um, it's several years old, but the, the um, it really resurfaced last year with the introduction of Meerkat and Periscope, and it took what UStream and live streaming, uh, you know, has. Um, you know, been trying to do or live stream rather what they had been trying to do for for a number of years. It really brought it into everyone's hands and made it very accessible. So don't don't expect it to go away. It's only going to grow further and further, and it'll be interesting to see which platforms are going to be open and re receptive to um, to introducing independent producers of content in addition to just your casual live streamer. So that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, tune in to Periscope tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, for a new episode of Wagner Live Insights. And as always, if you would like to send me your feedback, communicate with the show, and for links to future live video broadcasts, just go to wagner.live. Until next time, this is Wagner, signing off. Mm -hmm.